Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about making community wherever you are. And as always, please stick with us until the end when Sarah and I will tell you what we're looking forward to. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Randy. How are you? I'm good. I am I am so, like, over turkey. So over turkey? <laughs> yes. Okay, so we are just, um, the Monday after Thanksgiving is when we're recording this. I'm not quite sure when you will be listening to this, right. dear listeners. Yeah. Um, but right, we're coming off the Thanksgiving holiday. I can't be quite over turkey yet because there's still quite a bit in my house. No, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I packed a turkey sandwich for lunch. Yes. Because that's what I have. So, And it's delicious. My aunt gave it to me, so it's it's delightful. But I actually ran into your aunt oh. at the grocery store oh, you did? while she was shopping for Thanksgiving. For said turkey. <laughs> for said turkey. I saw her. Nice. And we stopped and chatted. And nice. it was lovely to see her. Oh, thanks. So, well, speaking of running into people at the grocery store, yeah. we thought that we would chat today about how we create community in kind of unexpected ways and unexpected places and mm-hmm. how unbelievably delightful that is. Absolutely. So we're not quite talking about the idea of chance encounters, meaning, uh, you know, you're on a long flight or a long bus ride and you make a friend and you chat for that time and then they're gone. Right. Or that kind of thing. Instead, we're saying the people you actually run into frequently Mm -hmm. in life, but that aren't, you might not even know their name. Right. But you always see them. And what got us started on this topic was Sarah has an unbelievably wonderful fiance. His name (laughs) is Scott. And we adore him here at the Community Foundation. And he is a guy that just makes community happen wherever he is. Yeah. And so, Sarah, tell us about Scott and his beloved racetrack gas station. (laughs) It makes me laugh every time I think about it or hear somebody else say it. But I mean, it's it's such an endearing like part of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so um, Scott lives in Florida, um, and he um, claims he's a coffee drinker, but he's really not because most of his cup is filled with cream and not so much coffee. But got it. Uh, that's a side note. You know, I'm the coffee snob in the relationship. So. Um, but he goes to this. Um, he goes to this gas station. It's called the Racetrack, um, and he did this long before I came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime during the day when he's you know hankering for a coffee, um, he'll go to the Racetrack, and um, he knows the names of the workers. Mm-hmm. Um, the workers also know my name. I love it, and also know what I look like even, <laughs> even before I met them. Um, he's the kind of person that he will just, just strike up, just likes to strike up a conversation, and um, is really interested in people's stories, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, why he's you know <laughs> he's chosen the racetrack as one of the places he he frequents. Um, he frequents. So um, he gets his coffee. He talks to the workers. Um, and then he goes outside. There's a, like a little kind of uh, ver- uh, you know side patio. I, I like that you area. almost called it a veranda. I almost called it a veranda. And a gas so station. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna call or it like that. A lanai, a lanai, a lanai <laughs> the at the veranda. gas station, the veranda. <laughs> right. Yes. 
And so he'll go there and sit um, and drink his coffee. Uh, he uses it as a time to, like, catch up with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, back here in Elmira, he'll call me and FaceTime me if there's, like, a rabid raccoon, like, right. hanging out in the backyard. Um, but quite often he'll meet strangers there, too, mm-hmm. who are either you know, doing the same thing as him or who are down on their luck in some way. Um, and he he's always talking to them. Um most recently, when I was just down there, I also enjoyed the ro- routine of the racetrack. Yeah. Sat on the veranda. Mm-hmm. And there was a man who had a dog in his hand, and we're dog lovers, and he struck up a conversation with him. Like, oh, your dog's so cute. Um, this man had a had, his truck broke down not too far down the road. He found this dog that somebody had dumped. You know, just the story yeah. goes on and on and on. Um, and so then we offered water and food and, and that's the kind of thing that Scott does, you know, just, and he says he, he does it as much for them or he does it as much for himself as he does it for them. You know, it fills his heart up when he's able to help somebody else. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really sweet, um, loving way to build community. And it is so, it's so Scott. Yes. But it's also, I mean, so many of us could be doing that. Yes. And so the concept that we're discussing right now, these are called third spaces. Mm -hmm. Third spaces are places, it's not where you live, it's not where you work. It's a third space. It's a space where people congregate. Third spaces, coffee shops, gas stations, grocery stores. These are perfect examples. You do run into the same people. You do see your neighborhood out and about. So... And, and you also run into strangers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's different than a hotel. It's different than a theme park, right? right These are right. places where you go routinely. Yes. And we need to be protective of those spaces and be really aware and present while we're in them. Right. That's yeah. when the magic happens. Yes. Is yeah. when you have your eyes open and your heart open and you do get to know the folks. Yeah. You do get to know the name of the barista or yeah. you do get to know the name of the person that always goes around the same time that you do. Right. Right. Um, in our area, we have a lot of wonderful third spaces. A favorite of mine is Centerway Square in Corning. Mm-hmm. And year-round, I mean, of course, in the winter it's cold, but really year-round, Centerway Square is hopping. And you'll yeah. see teenagers there. You'll see little kids playing. You'll see older folks sitting. Sometimes there's music. All sorts of things happen there. Mm-hmm. And you can congregate there. Something special about that kind of third space is you don't even have to spend any money. Right. Exactly. You can just be in a common public space. Um, In Corning, we have a community member that I think everyone knows his (laughs) name. His name is Jimmy. 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 And he rides his bike all over the place. He listens to the police scanner all day long. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy is, you know, basically the Pied Piper of news in Corning. And he's often found in third spaces. And so I have my own example of one time I was in Centerway Square just sitting. I arrived a little early for a meeting up in the Baron Stuben building. And I was about 10 minutes early and it was a gorgeous summer day. So I just sat outside. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I get a chance of some sunshine. And all of a sudden Jimmy came over to me and he said hi. And he just dropped his bike off at me (laughs) and disappeared. And I 
thought, oh, okay, I think I'm watching Jimmy's bike. <laughs> and so time passed, and now enough time passed that I was about to be late for my meeting. So I called up to the fourth floor, and I said, hey, I know I have a meeting up here. That's where um, a lot of Corning's philanthropy, Corning Incorporated's philanthropy happens up on yeah. that floor. I said, I know I have a meeting basically now, but I think I'm watching Jimmy's bike. Mm-hmm. And the person that at reception there knew exactly who I was talking sure. about and exactly the bike. And and she said, take your time. Come on up whenever you're not on bike duty anymore. Yeah. And so I a couple minutes later, he returned. He picked up his bike and I went upstairs. Mm-hmm. These are the ways you live in a community. Yeah. And sometimes you watch someone's bike. Sometimes you buy someone a cup of coffee. Right. Sometimes someone buys you a water. Sometimes yes. someone helps you put car- groceries in your car because you've hurt your arm. Right. Any number of things can happen, but none of it happens if you don't make it happen. That's right. Exactly right. I think about um, where I live in Elmira, we have a couple of different types of jimmies as well. <laughs> um, one man I can think of, and I unfortunately I don't know his name, but we call him the Can Man. Mm-hmm. And so he... Um, makes money by going and collecting cans. And I think um, those Elmirans who are listening know exactly who I'm talking about. He's joyful. He's sometimes singing as Mm -hmm. as he's, you know, going down the street, pushing his um, grocery cart. Um, And I've quite often, you know, put out extra cans and kind of waited for him to come around. And he's so grateful. And it's just those those encounters um, in a community if you do them often enough, just are so meaningful to both yourself and for that individual. And and I like the idea that we see each other. Yeah. Yep. Because we can go through life not really ever looking into the eyes of other people right. or really seeing people. Yeah. Um, a third space that my daughter loves is a bagel shop where mm. she goes to college. Mm-hmm. And almost every single Saturday morning, she and her friends go down there and they get bagels. And so they've gotten to know, you know, the people at the bagel yeah. shop and yeah. similarly different people that also have the same pattern and they run into and they just kind of wave and say mm-hmm. hi. And there's a relatively young man, um, I think in his early 20s, uh, that's unhoused mm-hmm. and kind of near their essentially year round and she's gotten to know his name and his bagel order. Right. And so part of her routine is grabbing a bagel for him and chatting with him for a couple minutes and then going about the rest of her day. Right. And I like that she's building community even though she's six hours away. Yeah. And so I guess the point of today's conversation is to ask everyone listening how you can do more in your third spaces. And I think I I don't want to sound... I'm going to sound really grumpy for a second, which I hate, but I do feel like things have changed because of smartphones. Sure. And we used to stand in line and actually kind of chit-chat or even, I don't know, look at the magazines or right. whatever's right. around. And at, and now we all look at our phones. Yes. And the same thing, you get a cup of coffee, you sit down, and we used to just, whatever was happening around us, we observed, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we jump on our phone. Yes. Yeah. And whenever we're in a third space, that's become phone space. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm trying really hard not to make it phone space anymore. Yeah. Just leave that phone in my my purse. Right. Right. And it's one thing, I guess, if I get a call or a text. Well, sure. Then but, you answer it. But, yeah. but the scroll. Yes. The, I don't need to look yeah. at Facebook. Yeah. The world is around me 
Facebook is happening in real life yes. right around me. Why right. am I going to look at it right. when I can actually see real people right. versus pictures of people? Right. I think it's a different, yeah, it's a different perspective. I know, like, so people talk about introvert, extrovert, mm-hmm. and, like, engaging with your community may feel like a very extroverted kind of thing, but as an introvert, um, I do sometimes have to force myself to put the phone away because mm-hmm. I'll often use it as a way to, like to a make shield. myself a shield. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but I, on the opposite side, when I put the phone away and I'm really present in the spaces, in the third space, it's um, in a way very freeing. Yeah. So when when I thought I was protecting myself, I I was protecting myself from this sort of freedom to just be, um, which I need to continue to work on because it's so important. Oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm saying this. Well, now, okay, listeners, <laughs> if you see me out and about, and I have my phone in my hand, and it's not <laughs> in a productive way, tisk 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 me. <laughs> Say, hey, Randy, put that away. Let's yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I really am trying very hard. I've actually put a bunch of parental controls on my phone. Oh, that's really smart. I know. I use them for myself. <laughs> really smart. So, um, yeah, you can yeah. do that too. It's free. It's easy. No matter what you have, there are some parental mm-hmm. controls. Um, so, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with that said, uh, we'll be out there in those third spaces, especially as the holidays come and we have that time off around mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's. Um, yeah. We'll be out and about a lot and let's let's build some community. Absolutely. Okay. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, Sarah, what is something you're looking forward to in the next few weeks? Um, so there's a lot, actually. So the holidays are always, you know, busy. And um, so trying to just enjoy everything that this um, season brings with it um, and trying not to get caught up in the in the rush of everything. Yeah. Um, but as far as like community and what I'm looking forward to, um, and I know you signed up for it as well. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, there is a book tree craft um, making workshop. If I could get the word, that's not even the right title. But anyways, <laughs> the Corning Library um, is hosting mm-hmm. a book tree making thing on December 11th at 530. Um, it's free and I'm super excited Same. about doing it. Um, but this leads me to sort of a bigger sort of conversation around all the benefits that our libraries provide. Yes. Not just checking out books, but there's so many different events that they put on, most of them free of charge um, for the community and for your kids to attend. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're ever looking for something to do, um, always check out FLX Calendar. Yes. Um, but then also check your local library's calendars too, because they're sure to have something going on for you. And yeah. I love that you brought up the book event. They're providing all of the supplies as well. Yes. So you don't even have to bring anything. Right. Um, and our libraries now have maker spaces. Yes. With all kinds of things. My favorite. Our favorite. The <laughs> crickets. crickets. Cricket machines. Yes. But they have embossing machines and all, engraving machines and you name it. Yeah. So now that we're in the season of giving with Hanukkah coming up really soon and then Christmas, Kwanzaa, yeah. other gift giving occasions. Um you might have a great idea and not own the equipment. Go to your library. Yes. See what yeah. they have to offer. You could probably make most of your gifts, right. which would be great in many ways. First of all, 
It's great to be at the library, so yes. that'll just make you feel good. Second of all, it might save you some hard-earned money. Yeah. We don't need to spend a lot of money to bring joy to the people we love. No. And then third of all, you might be able to repurpose some things, and it would be even a little green right. versus buying plastic or buying this or that. You might have a plain old tote bag that you could take to the library and turn into something that would be perfect for someone. Yes. So look around your house and think what could be repurposed. I love that idea. So way more meaningful than, you know, something you could buy on Amazon, for instance. Right. Maybe we'll, yeah, let's avoid, hey, whatever we do, let's try to shop locally. Yes. Um, Even if it's a local (laughs) chain store, we still get the sales tax. (laughs) Good point. Yes. Yes, good point. Our counties love that, need that. If you Mm -hmm. like our roads and things, shop local. There Um, you go. So what are you looking forward to? Okay. (laughs) I am looking forward to the first big snow day of the year. I can't wait to hear the reaction. It's probably going to be a mixed reaction to that. I know. I know. I'm a snow person. Mm. Katie McConville here mm-hmm. on our team, also a snow person. Yes. And I love a big snow. We're supposed to get a little snow tonight and tomorrow, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be like the big snow. No. The first big snow is always so exciting. It is. Everyone turns into a Labrador puppy on the first big snow. <laughs> Pictures everywhere on social media. Oh, too. everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> we got snow. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> and I'm loving every. One of them, <laughs> just like the sunsets too, right? Oh, the like, rainbow! Oh, it was a beautiful sunset last night. Really? If there's ever a rainbow, <laughs> everyone takes it. a picture of it. I do love it. Um, but no, so the first big snow, and I mean like the the snow day snow when mm-hmm. there's no school and no school in the whole region. Right. There is nothing more exciting than the communal joy of the first snow day. Yeah. And so um, I still, you know, I still want to pretend that I'm a little kid and, you know, even though eh, we'll probably have a couple Zooms and stuff, it's, there's nothing like the day you spend in your pajamas until you get outside clothes on so you can go play in the snow. Shovel. Well, shovel, that's true. (laughs) Um, But head out to your favorite sledding hill and all of those things. And something I was going to ask everyone to keep in mind is it's always great to know the little kids in your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. specifically the ones that are right around your house. If there are elementary, middle school, even high school-aged young people that live, what I like to say is from your front door, if you scan, if you stand in your front door and all the houses you can see, if there are any kids that live that close to where you live, it's great to know their name and their grade and at least be able to participate a little bit as a community member in their in their neighborhood. So if you happen to have some kids right around somewhere easy to get to, this is a great time of year to just maybe have a box brownie mix stuck away so that that first big snow day, you can bake some brownies, Mm. walk them over, say happy snow day. Um, I love that idea. I mean, you can pick up a 99 cent box of some kind of mix Mm -hmm. at at Aldi or local grocery store or wherever you go. Um, So we're not talking big money at all, but you can bring extreme joy to someone or have some extra hot cocoa packets that you can drop off and say, in case you don't have any. Right. Just that kind of thing. I love that. Big snow day, a neighborhood moment. Mm -hmm. Because you know they're home. That's a great idea. So, and one other public service announcement: If you have a car that's parked like on the street, and you know snow's coming, yeah. figure out an alternative like parking place so those plows can get through. So <laughs> smart! Yes. Oh yeah, and yes, know which side of the street you're supposed to yes. be parked on. Yes. That alternate side parking matters 
the most during snow. There we go. Yes. Now, it's hard to know because the signs for alternate street parking in our Is area it? are, first of all, confusing and posted essentially near the highway. Yes. You're zipping by it at 40 miles per hour trying to know where you're supposed to I have park. no idea. So I think what most of us do is just look and see where are most of the cars parked. <laughs> right. um, but I'm sure it's something side. we could we could Google. You know what yes. we should do? Mm. We should go take a picture of some of those signs and put them on the Good Works Together group. <gasps> That's a great idea. And then you'd have a place to look for them. There we go. Okay, okay. action item. We'll do that. Okay, so yes. we're going to try to find those signs because I have no idea. And yeah, I've lived here since 1999. Right. <laughs> Me neither. All right. <laughs> we're doing good. Yeah. Well... <laughs> All right, boy, we covered like all the world's problems. We sure this is did. Wonderful. Public transportation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snow um, removal. So, well, Sarah, thank you for chatting with me. Thanks. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It sure is. All right. And thank you all so much for listening to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast.